is it me or am I a little too friendly, so to speak, hypothetically say? I supply creativity to what others mistake as a form of self-hate, only to make an enemy, which results in unfortunate destiny. To turn me down, then be next to me, just because I am what some choose to envy. Girl, you remember that song? <laughs> no, bitch. 1991. That is outside my wheelhouse. 1991, 1992 tease, bitch. Um, what well, about you were stuck in the friends? 90s right now. Will they stand their ground? <laughs> oh. Will they let you down again? Yeah. That's, that's the left eye. What about part. your friend? Oh, that's I never the left knew left eye. eye. Part. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to be real with you. Left eye. I liked, because I was big TLC. I liked Left Eye, but I think I love Chili. Like, Chili and T-Boss oh, were it for yes, me. yes, yes. But Left, I Eye love, wrote, like, Left Eye wrote most of their songs, though, if you didn't know that. Left Eye wrote a lot of I do remember music. that. She wrote all, right. She, like, not just her rap. She wrote the lyrics, too, that they were saying, for right? For sure, for sure. Wow. And, of course, like, uh, Baby Babyface and L.A. Reid wrote some stuff, mm. too. But, like, Left Eye wrote a lot of it. So we got to give her uh, her props, like R.I.P. Oh girl. no, for sure. I mean, yeah, R.I.P. She would still get some residuals. Um, I also just still love that moment that she had burned down that man's house. <laughs> yeah, like, me how too. Crazy was that? Yeah, she said, "Fuck that goddamn house." Yes, she did. <laughs> Burn that shit down, bitch. Oh man. Uh, welcome back to another episode of Two Save Queens. I'm your host, Miss Malachi. Um, I'm feeling so blessed because Mother Rue let another Black queen win Drag Race. Congratulations, Miss Shay Coulee. Hey, you know, true Black excellence. It felt touch and go there because you know she hates to let some of these Black girls win. Oh, oh I apologize. Oh, oh God. Oh, girl. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> we we are we blocking our blessings, uh, girl. Oh, oh, sorry. Let me take that. Okay. Anyway, how no, are you, no, don't take Deborah? that shit back. <laughs> Keep it, girl. We're that. We're the. We're those type of girls. We're those messy girls like that. With that type of girl, I, yeah. I it did feel touching because she does she loves to pull out. I mean, last year because you're not as into drag race as I am. Not last year, all. girl, not she not let this black girl who done really well tie with another white queen, and I felt like she really was gonna let that white queen win. Um, but I felt like she knew the optics of it because even then, girls were still mad about Shangela Laquifa Wally not winning her season, not even making it to the top two. Because there was some bullshit where they brought back all the girls, gave let them be a jury, and let them pick girls. And those drag queens, queens, are shady. And those bitches didn't let Miss Angela get even to the top two. So oh. ultimately a white queen won it. And so the girls have been mad at her since then even. so, And they just noticed that some of those winners look a little bit um, pale. But anyway. <laughs> let me say this one thing. I think, you know what I think they should consider once Corona's over? I think hmm. Drag Race should okay. They should let the judges let it let it happen. Let it let them decide up until the last episode, and mm-hmm. then do like viewer polling. So like, for the last, that episode. is what usually happens. Like oh, what they okay, started okay. doing was like the live. They would let people on the like on social media. You could vote for who you like, and then they would do a live show. Where the oh. girls would then have to lip sync against each other, and depending on the crowd reaction, they would also kind of pick who would win. But it was just on that on particular um, for the All Star season, aka like the best the best girls. Okay. they don't always do that live theater thing, so that's What's, why. What what venue would they use for the live shows? I'm just curious. Like, how so they've been doing venue. the um. I don't know if you know L A, but they've been I doing do. the Ace you know, Ace. <laughs> I mean, you know, I know myself. I can drive. LA. I mean, you know, but I mean. I do. So, grow up. do you know the Ace Theater? 
I I do know the Ace Theater. Yeah, oh, okay. The so Theater. it's Ace Theater. It's this downtown historic theater. A lot of parts of downtown, a lot of those theaters, like that's where Hollywood used to be but in early LA days. So a lot of them are like these old historic theaters where they used to show movies. So they, it happens at the Ace Theater downtown. So let me tell you, like, I do know L.A. Let me say this to myself. I know. <laughs> I mean, need I, to do this right now. No, we need Who to do this right now. are you trying to defend against? Like, I'm just saying, you don't no. live. I don't I live like, there. Like, I bet there are people in L.A. who would not know the Ace Theater. So I felt like, I don't know. Yeah, no, that's a good point. That's a good point. But I've been coming there with my dad since the 90s. Like, we used to go out there, like, pretty regularly. And then I've been coming out there as an adult. Like, think about how many times I've been out. I can drive around much of L.A. without a GPS. Like, I know her. I know her pretty well. Like, that's when it really counts. You're like, I know how to take Fountain to get around L.A., which, if you know L.A., you would take Fountain to avoid traffic. Um, And I I know her better than D.C. I actually lived in D.C., and I think I know L.A. better than D.C. Like, I lost my I don't even know Miss D.C. anymore. I really don't. I mean, I don't I don't know DC at all. It wasn't even gonna be the DC. For me, I just think of you more going to New York, like you being yes. a more New York girl. But I think that's happened less since you've <laughs> decided not to do public transportation anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's a big part of it. Yeah. Yeah. So um girl, but I just wanted to like I had this revelation girl in the last oh, yeah. two or three or four days. Yeah. Girl. Okay. About what? I really gotta step my pussy up, girl. <laughs> I gotta step my pussy up. And let me tell you what I mean by that. Girl, bitch. we got time. We got we till do. 2022. Yeah, yeah. yeah bitch, because a, a bitch ain't using this pussy for a while. But no. But let me tell you what I mean metaphorically by stepping my pussy okay. up. Okay. I watched, okay, I, of course, AOC speech, like, before Congress, like that was fierce. But then Ugh. watching her on Instagram Re- when she was reading, you know, for some she was reading um was it Ted Yasko? Whatever the fuck it Yoho yeah. some that shit. Ju- that bogus ass white dude who basically called her a bitch or basically was gotten her fucking face, bitch. She called, called her, her a, a fucking, fucking bitch, bitch in front of the press and then went on to kind of give a half ass apology and talk about how he has his wife and his daughter and he just bullshit. So anyway, girl, go ahead. Yeah, girl. That's when the revolution comes, girl, we gotta we gotta get that girl's address. We gotta get her address. <laughs> so, um no, but anyway, uh yeah, but watching her, she was on Instagram live yesterday on Monday. Mm. As the girls know we record on Tuesday. I'm mad I missed that. Bitch, she was like just going in. She was fundraising for an organization in New York that like that helps you know uh, undocumented immigrants because you know they didn't get any stimulus money or any or unemployment. Right. They don't qualify for unemployment. I mean, they're really trying not to make sure they don't get any. They're girl, they're trying to like exclude them from the census, even yeah. though it's like you That's, don't citizenship isn't a question on the census, but they're it's trying not to supposed find to be. It's not supposed well, to yeah. be. But, you know, they're trying to change that too <laughs> so but yeah she she raised in her instagram live she turned it into a fundraiser she raised like sixty thousand dollars for the undocumented girls in new york and stuff and mm. then she um but that was just like she was talking about um a lot of things so she talked about the republican stimulus bill which we're gonna get mm. into later right and then she talked at length about that and she talked about like like also like why are liberals and progressives and people of color like why are we positioned as radical like why isn't ted um not ted uh mitch mcconnell positioned as radical why isn't ted cruz like that shit is radical like them trying Mm. to take away you know your your rights for health care your abortion rights your right to get married you know all of those things how is that not are just even what he did with the supreme court like for mitch mcconnell like 
that shit. Oh, that's radical not... as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> so why just is it always like... the progressive girls that get that kind are like leftist in quotes? So for y'all who can't see what I'm doing, uh, why are they the ones who get that um, nomer? Yeah, and you know, and she just said she said something along the lines too of like even in this you know in this mishap with um that that white queen um that white trade uh yellow whatever his name is and then yeah. like <laughs> and then like even like the media when they reported it they they would post like unflattering pictures of her and that they do this to women constantly and people of color and women of color constantly mm. and that how like even little things like that that show always the republicans are always saying media bias media bias you know against conservatives but really there's like a media bias that's like white establishment against Mm. like rising and (laughs) everyone else (laughs) everyone else right and so she was just saying we need to call it out continually and all the time call it out all the time because that's the way that it's gonna you know change that kind of bias and change that Mm. kind of reporting to start reporting on progressives and women of color and women uh, more generally and more fairly so she was just she's so her communication is just impeccable and um and i think you and i were just talking about this a little earlier like i feel like you know you always have a lot of critiques of democrats and you know democrats always like pushing to the center and not like really establishment democrats establishment like democrats. not all yeah because i yeah. yeah but i realize now like i don't think necessarily it's like the progressives on the far left, the the liberals in the middle, and then the moderates to the right. I don't feel like it's that anymore, mm. like that kind of fight. I feel like it's a generational divide, girl. Mm. I really do. Because I feel like even like contrasting AOC versus Bernie Sanders, like AOC is so much more of an effective communicator. And Ber- Bernie is like not an ineffective communicator, but... Like, obviously, he's lost he has twice. Blind spots. He, has, he bi- has blind spots. He's lost twice. Oh, he has lost twice. <laughs> and, okay, yeah. but so did Hillary, right? She lost twice, too. But, uh, but yeah. more than that, more than that, like, Bernie, like, has that myopia about, or myopia, well, however you say it, myopia mm-hmm. when it comes to race issues, right? He says, like, mm-hmm. he wants to be the next FDR. He wants, but FDR, like, yeah, FDR did some great things like the New Deal, but he also put Japanese Americans in internment camps. Like, we ought to think about, like... When we say things like when Bernie also reduces race so much, like I mean, or that's, also that's what a parts of, of the New Deal, what parts of the New Deal, what more could have done been done the New Deal if they weren't worried? And I'm sure there's some real good um, books or research about this. But what parts of the New Deal were set aside because of Black people because they didn't want to equal yes. the playing field? Like well, there's that co- part that we've been looking at history that I think Nicole Hannah Jones with the 1619 Project is trying to do as well as look at the ways in which these things even that we see as like a new deal you know what more could have been done or why don't we have universal health care and things like that because because white people think we would benefit and so they'll spite <laughs> exactly. them they'll spite themselves <laughs> i was trying to be like well we don't have i don't have like something to reference right now but yes yeah and yes <laughs> they'll spite themselves to keep themselves from getting health care just to keep us from getting it too right so that's part but, of it but beyond like AOC and Bernie, where else do you see like the generational like today? Like I see it today, like in the in the hearing, the congressional hearings uh, for the Judiciary Committee with mm, Bill Barr. Right. I saw like even how the chairman Jerry Nadler, the old white man, who was also like you know who we big... mentioned before as like co-sponsoring the um, policing bill um, and being like a ally for sure. Yeah, um, but he's like but... an ineffective. He's like fumbling, and he's just not oh, an yeah. effective 
like communicator leader and same with Zoe Lofgren both of them were on the impeachment committee by the way to impeach Donald Trump and they're just both right. like not super like Zoe Lofgren her phone was ringing and, and buzzing <laughs> during what she was remotely like coming in to embarrassing ask Bill Barr questions and she just was not they just weren't sharp and they're like obviously the older ones Zoe Lofgren's from California Jerry Nadler is a congressman from New York City and then you have like you had like the younger ones like under fifty like Eric Swalwell and Hakeem Jeffries from New York and mm. uh, Congresswoman Jayapal from Jayapal from Washington and they were like so much more effective on like surgically effective on asking Bill Barr the right questions and getting. Mm like real responses out of him to indicate that he's a fascist and yeah. that he holding know. his feet to the fire i think it was oh god I, I don't remember which it was a white dude who was i don't know which where he's from is um, he from california what does he uh, look i'm blanking on his name what oh, does he look god. like is he fine or not i mean um you would find him okay of course you, you know him. i like white men like that like, yeah um I expect a little more from my white men. Uh-huh. Um, what is his name? Uh, but he was the one who was basically going in on Barr. I'm sure you saw him. He was going in on basically like talking about Barr saying that he wanted. Um, oh God, can I do this? That he wanted um, that that about the um, the commuting sentence and whether he thought you know if the president whether he would allow like the president to just why was he protecting whether he would allow the president to protect his like own cronies and kind oh, of. Oh, I think you're talking about Eric Swalwell, who I mentioned yes, from yes, California. He's yeah. he's a oh, California. California. I, was, I felt like California was wrong. I was like, does California have non-white senators or Congress people? Yes, we do. Um, oh, was like he white? He's white or non-white? He's white or non-white? He's white. Okay, yeah, that guy. That's, that's yeah, probably yeah, him. Because he yeah. he he grilled Bill Barr today, but even I think it's like generational because like Eric Swalwell and Hakeem Jeffries are liberals like me, not progressives like you, like. They're liberals. And then even like moderates like Alyssa Slotkin, who was in the CIA and she's a congresswoman from Michigan in a swing district here. She's a moderate. But she's like one of the ones who signed a letter to force Nancy Pelosi into impeachment of Mm -hmm. Donald Trump. And then like Tim Ryan and Seth Moulton, who are both like veterans and they represent more rural, rural kind of like or small town districts in like Ohio and Wisconsin or I'm sorry, Ohio and Massachusetts respectively and they're like surgically effective when they communicate the case against donald trump even though they're moderates and so i'm just seeing like versus like you know joe biden who's like also like more like maybe liberal slash moderate and he's like not he's moderate girl don't come on he's moderate but he was like push liberal but he's moderate okay but then the other day he was like oh trump is the first racist president like no he's not obviously like right Right? Like, why would you say something so... Like, I just think the old... And Nancy Pelosi, she's, like, sometimes she's surgically effective, sometimes she's not. And I just think, like, what we need in the Democratic Party is, like, just a new generation of Mm -hmm. people in power. Like, and I think Hakeem Jeffries is pushing in that direction, but... Just throwing that out there. I think it. I think it's not. I don't think we. The ideological divides between us and the Democratic Party will matter as much once a younger generation is in power, because I feel like... Um, And those on the fence who are, like, right at 50 or in their 50s, like Kamala Harris and Ted Lieu, they can be surgically effective sometimes. But then sometimes, like, Kamala Harris does a whole lot of nothing. Like, she goes back and forth. So, (laughs) and they're, like, in that middle. They're in that middle of, like, under 50, over 50. Like, and they're they're kind of effective. I think Ted Lieu is mostly effective. But either way, just saying, like, I think the age, I think once we have a new age or a new generation in power for the Democrats... 
I think will form a better coalition, but across the ideological board, I really do. Mm, yeah, a coalition. Because in some ways, I think it's not so much a co- I think in some ways we need to shed certain parts of the Democratic Party, the part that wants us to continue to find the center. Because I'm like, what we? Because I think some of the things that inspires me about some of these girls is like, these are the girls that can go to the mat when you have people like Tom Cotton, who's like. Um, person from arkansas saying that slavery was a necessary evil or saying that that's what the founders thought even though the founders didn't say that shit like some founders agreed with slavery some didn't like it and some were like well especially in the south it makes us money so we don't want to get rid of it but like when we need people to go to the mat and not just try and like find that middle ground but i i would argue against that because there's I will argue against that because I think like I've heard Tim Ryan and Seth Moulton come on TV and talk about how and those are moderates, right? And swing districts, like or not swing districts, but more conservative Democrat districts. Those are probably safe districts still, but but that being said, they come on TV and talk about how this is a fascist dictator, like in, or they use their own version of those words, and they know like they're also in this fight and some of them would be open like to things like Medicare for all, if we can communicate more effectively and sell it to like a larger Mm -hmm. percentage of the population, I feel like some of them would be open to it. And that doesn't necessarily have to be a progressive versus liberal and moderate like argument anymore. If we learn to communicate it more effectively, I think if we have more effective younger leaders in the party that will start to be able to, to communicate things. They'll be better them. at doing that. I think so. I'm, I'm because optimistic. So you still think the big tent can work. You don't think that there needs to be a third party. There, No, no, not in this current system that we have now, unless the whole, mm. unless we change the constitution and it's not a winner take So you don't all. think a third party is going to, yeah. I, guess I think it that. could pop up, but I, I'm hoping not on the liberal spectrum, like not on the democratic mm-hmm. side, because that could destroy us. Well, winning. because then that'll just make us even weaker because the conservatives yeah. will continue to, I mean, they, they stay in formation. So they do. And we need to start getting in formation too. And like, I think we could under a, a different leadership. Mm-hmm. I do. But for right now, I think we need Nancy Pelosi just for right now, this moment. And then I think she needs to retire once like Biden if if and when he wins, maybe do his first two years and then retire, please. Mm. Like, let us have some new leadership. Well, there's definitely more here, but um, you know, gotta keep it moving. Yes. Um, but no, I th- I think you're on to something with the generational divide. I think that's something that's just gonna become more clear as we get closer to the election and as we try and figure out how we're going to make it through this uh rest of the year because um, it, it's communication the younger i noticed the younger democrats are just way better communicators that's really my mm-hmm. the gist of my argument yeah I, I but i think also some of that comes from they have a different they're coming from a wider perspective or a different understanding of the ways in which the legislation can affect people differently where some people like Bernie, like you were bringing, they just think about what well, the solution is going to be a class-based solution. And while class-based solutions are great, they won't affect people across racial lines the same way. So it needs to be class and race. And I think Bingo. people of our generation think more um, holistic or have a more awareness. Yeah. Holistically. That's a great word. Yeah. <clears throat> so, Moving on to good news, bad news. Uh, we're going to do a bit of a different take this week um, because actually we're kind of going back. We're going to close our eyes and take a trip again. We're going to go on a fly magic away. carpet ride. Oh. A whole new world. <laughs> Some Latin teas, okay? Yeah. Who's I Princess mean, Jasmine, actually, girl? Are you Princess I mean, that, Jasmine? I'm Princess Jasmine. 
We can both be uh, Princess Jasmine. <laughs> Princess Jasmine. I'm not. No, I want to. Um, who do I want to be? Uh, no, I want to be. No, Jeannie. Jeannie's a, a slave. So no. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, you don't want. Yeah. No. Um. Yeah. Yeah. We could share it. We, we could share, share her. Yeah. I'm gonna be honest with you. Alana's not my favorite of the Disney movies. I'm more a Beauty the Beast girl. I'm more of a girl who wants to get imprisoned and then fall in love with a man who imprisoned her. But that's Bitch, for um, another. Oh what? <laughs> girl, you you need to so um, talk to somebody. But... Okay. <laughs> but. Um, so we're just going to do one domestic news story this week and then actually hit up some global stories before we get into our Enlightened Judy segment, which is about travel again. Um, but our domestic news story, um, getting into the news, I don't even know where this falls. Um, well, the first thing I need to say is obviously we're still watching the protests happening in Portland and also in L.A., um, in Chicago, um, all over the country. They've kind of been reignited by the seeing what's happening in Portland with the federal officers um, that have been basically reinvigorated um, by Barr and Trump under this Operation Legend, which is something that's kind of quasi been around, but they're kind of retooling it for this purpose of sending in these, you know, unidentified federal agents. The Gestapo. Um, the Gestapo. The Gestapo to yeah. basically... Um, threaten protesters, arrest them, attack them, and all of that. So definitely, you know, we are aware of that. But unfortunately, this week, um, we kind of feel like the thing that all of this is kind of coming around is the economy, is what's happening with that. And this week, the Republicans have unveiled their um, new, I guess, was it a stimulus package, would you call it? or Yeah, like their... yeah it is a stimulus package. Yeah. So their new legislation, which is called the HEALS Act, um, H-E-A-L-S, Health, Economic Assistant, Liability Protection, and Schools. Oh, where they get these names from? Uh, so some interesting things that I kind of saw, I'm definitely curious what your thoughts are on it, girl. I mean, the one headline, the way they write it, talking about bias in media, like the way they write, you know, oh, they're planning to cut employment, uh, the unemployment assistance by 400 if you all remember, that's the $600 a week that a lot of people have been getting. They're planning to cut that by 400 I don't know why they don't just say they're trying to lower that shit to $200 additional. That's nothing, right. okay? Like, just say what it is. Like, cut 400 it was 600 So just say they're trying to put it at $200. Of course they're not doing that. Um, they want to make some updates to the Paycheck and Protection Plan, supposedly to help small businesses. Although, as we know, this is a thing that has people that haven't had small businesses have been able to get access to. They're planning another payment, another $1,200 payment. Um, and there's also quite a bit of money in there toward testing um, and also toward education system under their idea of like, we got to get these kids back to school. Um, so there's definitely um, some red flags that I saw just off the bat, you know, and that even, even I mean, when Republicans are even trashing their own bill, you know, like already there's something, some shit there. So already there's $1.75 for a new FBI building. I don't know who snuck that in there, but already some of the girls are like, even the Republican girls are like, what, why? Um, Democrats have been focusing on a lot of billions of dollars, like, almost $30 billion for the defense department. Some of it to cover like pandemic related costs, but then some of it, like 8 billions of it is about procurement and acquisition to fund weapons programs. And it's like, bitch, what the fuck is this about? We're not even fighting any fucking war. We're trying to keep the only war we're fighting is with a fucking disease. So 
this is supposed to be their starting point, and it seems like even the Republicans aren't on the same page from their um, from conversations they're lunching today when they kind of talk through, I guess, legislation. Well, some um, of them are fighting it from the right because some of oh, those right. like some of those conservative and libertarian freedom caucus type type girls, they like. They think they don't want any much. money at all. Yeah, so I forgot that part where some of them are like, "Bitch, we just need to open this economy. We don't even need to give any money." And that they were listening to an economist who was just talking about that. Essentially, they're making a choice that like is better for one people to die, but also for like people to just go unemployed. Like they just don't. They're okay with that, and it's like I don't understand how this fits into like the big business capitalist mindset of the right, but they just seem to be okay with like they just want people to work whether at, by any means necessary they were okay with it i mean this wasn't a pandemic but they were okay with it in 2008 a lot of them too because like a lot of them okay so democrats some democrats voted against the stimulus bill in 2008 because it was corporate giveaways rather than you know helping individual families and people right a lot of republicans voted against it because they didn't want any stimulus for the economy they just wanted people to go bankrupt the banks to go bankrupt like, you know, they thought we should just start. But then, over. what's the end goal? Oh, we just start over. Yeah, they don't think they believe in total government non-intervention. Oh, total government in non-intervention. Exactly. Got it. So, like, mm. but um, I think this too. I think AOC was talking about this on her Instagram live on Monday. She was saying like, the for because she knows she obviously has fans and listeners in the and followers in the Republican districts. Like, she said, if there was ever a time for you to call your Republican congressman or your senator from your state. Like, it's now to fight that $400 cut in the unemployment assistance per week. Was that the big one for her? That was the big one for her. That was the big one for her because she's saying she she thinks they're going to just dangle this carrot of $1,200 in front of everyone, that one-time payment, and that people are going to get, like, lose sight of the fact that unemployed people are going to be losing so much money and are not going to be able to pay their mortgages and their rent, and this is going to drive us into depression. And she was just saying, like, she was saying if there's ever a time for you to, like, be on the phone calling your Republican senator, I don't have one, but a Republican senator or a Republican congressman, like, it is now. Like, because, mm-hmm. and I think the Republicans are lowballing. I feel like they're going for that, for cutting that $400 because they know they're going to come in the middle with the Democrats, where they're going to, the Democrats mm-hmm. are going to have to give in and say, okay, we can't preserve the $600 a week. We're, we'll settle at $400 a week come in the middle i hate that that's what the republic that's what they do girl that's what the republican girls do i did but a part of me just wishes like well fuck you we're not gonna do it but of course the democrats would get the blame and i mean those aren't they're not even those type of girls anyway they're not those type especially under nancy pelosi uh, so yeah i mean that's the generational thing right they're about like some deal is better than no deal wow because people like like, without with no deal the money is gonna run out so in in all fairness to like but i'm also like girls that's gonna run out but it'll hurt everyone, including the Republicans. So it's like, because I, I just hate the idea of like, why are you playing chicken first? Like, they need you too. like, make them make them blank. But well, the, the Democrats did the Heroes Act. They did propose their own three trillion dollar deal. That's almost and they, they they set came to they kind of um, they should have went further that with that. Yeah, they should have went so further like, with that. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's anything else on this girl? So, what do you think? So, you think it's just gonna ultimately? Um, I think they're gonna I settle mean, on four hundred dollars a week between the Republicans and the Democrats. I, I'm I'm calling it now. I think they're gonna sell on, settle on four hundred dollars a week. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Do Do you think it's gonna get done before the recess? Uh, I do. Yeah. Because I because supposedly the the unemployment the six hundred dollars is supposed to end this week, right? 
Yeah, I think it might even end on Friday. I think it might. Yeah, this. Be, yeah, uh, this by this by this week, this Friday, <laughs> three more days. I think they're going to get days, it done three. in the next few days. I do. Mm-hmm. I do. Uh, anyway. Anyway. I don't know. I don't have anything else to say about it. Yeah, girl. Just let's bad. let's be some. Let's get on uh, that international let's, let's, let's look at other bad news outside <laughs> yeah, of our country. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so this one for me was one that I actually happened last week, but I just thought it was interesting and worth talking about. Um, so on July first, um, and this I know I had talked about. I think it was Hungary, who you know they have reelected their kind of right wing um, prime minister off the back of a kind of you know his kind of anti-gay positioning that, you know, the, his opponent um, from Warsaw, the mayor of Warsaw was going to be someone who was going to, you know, indoctrinate kids into like the LGBT life just by him being like, you know, pro, he wasn't really even pro LGBT. He was just like an ally or just someone who wasn't as anti-gay as this prime minister. So Hungary is close allies with Russia um, and Russia. Wait, was since... that Hungary or po- that was in Poland? Oh, sorry. Poland. 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 Yeah. Think about oh. Where's Hungary from? I mean, sorry, girl, think about Poland. They're kind of similar, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're not doing <laughs> Thank you for that, girl. Because yeah. all I needed to be like, I finished the show and I'm like, wait, what's they're Hungary? Sla- they're Eastern European, Eastern European Slavic countries. So they are Some, somewhat similar. Somewhat. Some white tea. Oh, Some anyway. white tea. <laughs> but, but anyway. <laughs> So oh. Russia, a different white country. <laughs> um, so they, uh, so on July first, they basically made a constitutional amendment to make to for it to say that marriage was between a man and a woman. Um, and this was something that in 2012 they had already been banning gay parades um, or gay pride parades because it wasn't always this way. This is kind of like the Putin areas to be very anti-LGBT mm-hmm. because for them it's a sign of being Western. Like they just kind of want to say like that's that Western bullshit. We're going to go the opposite direction. Um, so in so 2012 they banned LGBT pride parades. In 2013 they banned gay propaganda. And what does that mean? Basically, anything from like, you know, you saying, using your free speech, which is not so much a thing in Russia, but using your speech to say that like you're pro LGBT or to, um, you know, Madonna got fined. As an example, Madonna got fined under this like propaganda law for basically at one of her concerts talking about LGBT and being gay. So she got fined for it. So that's the kind of thing where like you can't even talk about how being gay is okay and that sort of thing. Um, so basically, they've kind of gone even further by making these amendments to their constitution that are kind of blocking out LGB people as well as trans people in this one man, you know, a man and a woman. Um, I just thought it was interesting, you know, one of the parliament members who was talking about this was basically saying that, like, for him, he still feels like we're a tolerant country, um, but, you know, we are, we're just saying, you know, as long as they don't demand any special rights. So for them, it's like, yeah, we'll tolerate you, but don't ask for some shit that we get because that's not it. Like, you're not getting married here. Um, And some of those rights also extend for people who maybe are working for governments. And let's say you have a civil partnership or you have a marriage from another country and you're working in Russia, that no longer gets recognized as well. So really disappointing thing. Um, I'll talk, I'll bring up Russia a little bit later for a reason. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's just something that I saw that was just, Again, this sign of like using, you know, despite how Russia is dealing with this, their own economic issues, using this ish, it, this other type of issue of being gay as a way to distract people and say, oh, no, let's focus on this. Despite the fact that like 
how does being gay or being LGBT have any effect on your economy or really, is that a Western idea? No, it's just a human thing. I mean, it actually benefits your economy to be pro LGBT because then you can get LGBT tourism, like yeah. from the Western world. I mean, they're actually making a mistake economically. Right. But I think that, um, yeah, that's that, that term special rights. That's the same term that like a lot of like Southern religious conservatives and like evangelical Christians used to use in the George Bush era to talk about LGBT rights. Oh, well, mm. it's a, you know, they can get married too. They just got to marry a woman if they're a man, just like I do. You know, they shouldn't mm. get any special rights, you know, for a man to marry mm. another man. I can't marry another man, so neither should they. That's special <laughs> rights. You know, like all those hillbillies used to say things like that. And I think that, mm. um, so it's interesting to see that term used again, special rights, because I just remember that from 2005, 6, 7, and 8. And it's like, yeah. whoa, that's the throwback. They're, they're probably yeah, they're like 15 years behind us over there. So Yeah, it's a way of, I mean, well, and maybe. maybe. <laughs> the current us. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah. Post-Obama. Post-O- um, but yeah. just a way of othering. I think that's really interesting. Um, For sure. And this next one, girl. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm going to leave Russia there because we're going to come back to her. But this next okay. one, girl, about Colombia. What's this tea, girl? Yeah. So, you know, our favorite country, not. Um, <laughs> I, I don't hate I her. It. Yeah, I, me I would go back. I would go back to Cartagena. Just not to, to Cartagena. Uh, not to yeah, Medellin. Not, not to Medellin. Yeah. Yeah. AKA go back to the blacker areas because Medellin <laughs> yeah. is a more white part of Colombia. I would go to Bogota though too. I only spent one night there. I would go. I, I heard Bogota's the whitest too. She's a, Although she's got that like crazy five floor club that I really want to see. Teatro or whatever. The men like when I tell theater. you. Because you didn't go to Bogota. I, I went a night before you and spent that night there. Oh I forgot. And so those men did? were so fine. Just like I just saw on my little ride. What color the were city. they? How well, what shade? You know, I, I I don't mind the Caucasian <laughs> no, kind. No. So like they were a little whiter, but they were so but I'll, fine. Oh my god! But I will even say like even like you know I didn't even find the men in Medellin that attractive. No, like, so I'm curious what Bogota because I, I think Bogota has way be... more people. That's their New York. Like mm, that's their right. New York. So it has like just like New York has so many fine men because there's so many mm. men. Bogota because <laughs> Bogota is cosmopolitan. So all right. Bogota has like 8 million people, so they have a lot of fine men. But, but anyway. she's so out of the way, girl. She's in the center, and we got to go into the mountains. Anyway, sorry. Anyway, yeah, we're <laughs> off topic. So, um, yeah, so the drug cartels and certain rebel groups there are imposing uh, coronavirus lockdowns in various cities where, like, if you violate curfew, they will literally shoot you if you're out past, you know, 6 p.m. Mm. or whatever the curfew is for that time. This is, I mean, that's one way to keep your ass inside. This is specifically the case in a lot of the towns on the Pacific coast, which are like a lot of like closer to the drug growing areas, like near Cali. Uh, I think there's a city called Tumaco. Um, mm. We didn't go. I don't. N- neither one of us went into that area of the Pacific Coast, but that's no, where a lot no. Of I've the, heard. I've heard of Cali though. But that's yeah. A lot more of the drug uh, growing happens in that area, and so because also the blacker areas, aren't they? Not mm. necessarily. No, no, actually, I not Kali necessarily. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I think Cali has a decent population, but not necessarily. So anyway, okay. um, yeah. So basically, like. But part of the reason their motivations for doing this is because really there was like Colombia only recently in 2016 signed a treaty with Mm -hmm. the FARC rebels who were like these like violent militias and drug gangs. Um, who were running that country? Who were running like, at least would kidnap CEOs of major co- corporations? Yeah, and like whole, there were whole zones. Like they talk about no go zones in the U.S. or in France and Europe and whatnot. They were real no go zones for policemen in Colombia. Like 
some of the FARC rebels like ruled parts of Colombia. And so, but they, but now this is like a retreat from that treaty that they signed because they want to retake control in certain areas, especially of certain roads that lead for like for drug trafficking routes and illegal mining and certain routes. Like they want to retake control, but they, they're not, they're, they're pretending like they're doing it for the people to keep people from getting coronavirus, mm. but they're really doing it for their own motivations to, to regain control of drug trafficking routes. So yeah. that's something mm. really oh. interesting because yeah. like they shot, there's this 28 year old lawyer. There was a story in, I think it was the Washington post. Like she had just, she was late coming back from her doctor's appointment. She thought curfew started at six o'clock in her town and it, the drug trafficker, like the, the rebels moved it up to 4 PM. So she was late and she tried to get to like the little like, um, what is it called when you come up to a, like a, uh, like a, a checkpoint and Uh girl, they just started shooting up the car that she was, (gasps) she lived, but she like got shot in certain areas. So she, Oh my God. That's not it. And it's interesting because like in South America, this was somewhat of a trend and Brazil, which obviously has the second highest coronavirus diagnosis rate and death rate after us here in the United States mm-hmm. in, in March, back when this coronavirus started in the Western world, like they, uh, the favelas, the drug gangs like imposed the curfews on the favelas and they did it for like a month and change, but they actually had better motivations. They really wanted to keep the drug gangs in, in the favelas in like Rio and Sao Paulo really wanted to keep Corona out. So they weren't, mm. they already have control of the favelas. So they weren't like, <laughs> They already in control. They're yeah, not worried about they trying. Didn't, they didn't lose their <laughs> they, control. Yeah. So they was, were just trying to make sure their people didn't die. <laughs> yeah, but then they like I heard they started they started like a month in. I read that they started being looser with it. And so but what they did do, because nothing happens in the favelas in Rio and the various Brazilian cities without the permission of the drug gangs. So they basically gave like local community leaders and activists the ability to organize, to pass out masks, to pass out hand sanitizer to wow. you know encourage people to wear like they actually gave them permission to girl that's so real and we were gonna go there for new year's this year yeah because you know their president is worse than ours and is a coronavirus denier like she's and that's why yeah. the favelas the drug gangs took control in those areas and then they let the activists take control so yeah fuck her fuck brazil because <laughs> but, but i recognize those community leaders and activists who are holding holding the favelas down <laughs> holding them down oh man that is yeah that is so interesting but i think it's also just i mean obviously we've been talking a lot about how the cases were i think now north of 150,000 deaths um Mm -hmm. north of four million people um in the united states in the u.s yeah in the united states sorry i mean globally i don't even know um but i think the interesting thing is like even these so we're like not even doing half as much as some of these other places even the ones where the gangs are taking over but the ones that are kind of being held up as like go the standard of like oh we've kind of you know like i don't think new zealand was in this a piece i was reading but like the new zealand's like hong kong like japan who are like hey we had it and we got control of it and we didn't completely shut down our economy they're kind of having their own issues like i was reading about there's a piece in cnn talking about how Hong Kong is on its third wave. Um, Australia, who had thought they had a handle on it, had to like separate one of their states and kind of isolate like six million people. Yeah, around the Melbourne, um, Melbourne area. Yeah, Melbourne, the, like I think Victoria area. Yeah, the Victoria is like the province that Mel- Melbourne. Oh, area, sorry, I, think, yeah. um, I didn't know that girl. I ain't been. <laughs> 
Japan dropping Tokyo or travel to Tokyo from like the rest of the country and like even in Japan like or sorry in Tokyo 60% of those patients are like in their 20s and 30s which is so interesting we think about Japan is known for having like a more um, a older society so I just and this piece was basically saying that like really this is just the reality of like even when you open up a little bit because they were still a lot of them weren't allowing gatherings of more than maybe like 50 people or things like that um and here we are we're having like concerts in new york that are happening on low key but they were having these limited openings just kind of edging back some of their restrictions and it blows up again and that really this is just a reality until like a vaccine comes out and i even wonder which is why we keep thinking like i think for them they're allowing they they keep allowing foreigners to come in i bet oh i bet that's a part of it that's part of it and then it's probably 20s and 30s because just like here it's the bars, people like, going the bars, the bars of, going to a concert, yeah. people just missing social interaction. Like I can't, you know, it's not. It's one thing to think about doing it for like a couple months, but when you're like, I mean, you're getting on half the year, you're like, is this it? Is this a reality? Um, so, yeah, yeah, that's messed up. I, but I think reopening just comes with risk in general. Like I feel like part of me feels like we should stay mostly shut down until there's a vaccine. Like I feel like. Uh, like almost like New York is, they have outdoor dining. There's no indoor dining, or there's no there's no indoor bars. Like, I feel like the whole country should be like that, honestly. Like, yeah. And Miss Florida and Miss Arizona and Texas and even California. I think California opened too early in May. Like, I think nowhere's should have opened before Memorial Day. Like Memorial Day mm. was a key because like Michigan, we opened after Memorial Day, and we haven't seen that resurgence yet. But everyone who opened prior to Memorial Day has seen that resurgence. But don't you think part of it was this understanding that, like, we can't keep people held up for the next six months. So we're just going to have to accept that some we just have to accept that we're going to lose some people or some people are going to get sick. And, like, let's just open up and know that we're probably going to have to lock down again. Don't you think that that I think that factored into it for sure. But the problem because the key was in the beginning was just flattening the curve so we don't overwhelm overwhelm like the hospitals and the healthcare system right that's what but i think making sure to stay closed on that major holiday weekend was important because that was a super spreader weekend oh that's right so i think even if they just waited till sometime in june rather than opening in may it could have made a difference and now labor day weekend is around the corner girl right before the uh, right before the vaccine's supposed to appear so and the fourth of july was a super spreader weekend in a lot of places too but at least oh yeah michigan and new york weren't open memorial day weekend so we didn't get that initial super spreader event in the summer like you know well because we still um likely aren't going to be traveling anytime soon we can at least dream about it um so that can lead us into our Enlightened Judy segment for this week, which is um, where will we go if it wasn't so anti-gay? Yeah. <laughs> I kind of almost added like anti-black in there yeah. or just like the black piece because like intersectionality yes. <laughs> or just there's yes. some places where it's like, yeah, I could go there like and it would be gay. But would it be anti-black? And sometimes those things go together. Sometimes they do. Because like there's a, like a country we mentioned earlier. I'm scared for both reasons. Like I'm scared to go to Russia because it's both anti-gay and probably anti-black. Right? So yeah. like. Any country where almost there's like a uniform population. Like unless they. Unless they're very open. Like you're just going to be. Like you get into, run into that whole thing of like 
oh, I've never even seen a black person before. Like, is that like, how did you get that color? Were you out in the sun too long? You get into that shit. But then there's also that fear. There's also that like, oh, the stereotypes are the ideas of what black people I just take from media, your basketball players, your entertainers, your violent thugs, robbers, etc. But it's interesting because I don't, because like you said, I guess maybe openness matters because I feel like if we went to Sweden or Denmark, right, we would be well received. Because I think you then, you interact with different, even if you are still, uh, it's not uniform, what's the phrase? Like, not monolithic. Homogeneous. Homogeneous. Homogeneous, thank you, boo. Oh, you got it, girl. Um, That kind <laughs> yeah. of society, you just, you're, it's not a surprise. Like, I think about the difference between like, you know, I mean, yes, like Eastern culture versus Western culture. Like thinking about like Korea, which is a place I really want to go just because I've been watching a lot of Korean dramas. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, we were looking at this thing where like where parts of Asia are more anti-black and Korea is kind of up there while someplace like Thailand, which is very well known for being very tourist, you know, touristy and a place where tourists go is less so. And I think that's a piece of that. It's um, weird because, like, Japan is very homogeneous, and they're very, like, they don't integrate foreigners so much, but they're not yeah, rude so to, that, I think they, that's I've a heard cultural they're not rude thing, to right? foreigners. They're, like, friendly, or at least they don't, or apathetic or friendly to foreigners, whereas, right. I guess, I guess Korea, remember, though, in Korea, there's that, that American, you know, uh, military base, and those right. white, those white and those black men on that military base, they, they knock up those Korean women, like... <laughs> And there's like all there's like a lot of Korean like half Korean babies, half white or half black. That's actually a common phenomenon in Korea, and I think that engenders some xenophobia and, and particularly like anti-blackness because some of some of those soldiers over there knocking up those women are are black men, of course. Mm. So, mm. My grandfather was in the Philippines in World War Two, and he he told us he has a kid. He had a kid in the Philippines. Like, I mean, that's a different country, but like. When I mean, like that was just. Oh, some you got tea. some family over there, girl. Well, it's like I don't know them. But Should we he, go to the Philippines? Sis? Um, that well, could be. Interesting. Then we got to deal with Duarte, who's oh, like yeah, yeah, another yeah. Trump girl. Yeah, Although I do, I mean, Filipino men can be very cute. Yeah, they mm. can. Oh my god, yeah. So yeah, that that relative would be like maybe in her because my grandfather would be like a hundred and one now. So that girl would be like in her seventies now, probably. That was oh. in the forties. Yeah, she'd be in her seventies. That was like in the forties. So he just late so he just fathered her and left her. Well, yeah, and that that happened a lot of the time because that what were, they couldn't like. I guess he could have technically. But oh, he, he was in the military. Oh, he was yeah. married already. <laughs> that was some tea, but yeah, he was married already, so he couldn't like because some like I knew another case where a black man when it was in Korea in the Korean War and brought his wife back over with him. But my grandfather mm. was already married to his first wife at okay. that time. Okay. So it was some tea. Some tea. So going back to Russia. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I, I think Russian men are just so fine. Like I like talking yeah. about white like I I used to watch this Russian soap opera and it was like or it's like this I watched the gay storyline and these men mm, just talk just And what fine. year was that? Because that um, can't that couldn't be this produced. Like the now. 2000, right. So this was pre pre some of that propaganda law and like because now you would not find any our think you would rarely find any depictions of lgbt russian life on tv um so this was like early 2000 so uh, I feel or like, no not sorry not early 2000 like 2000 like i was in college so 2000 like mid to late mid yeah. to late 2000. Um, so before the crackdown but um yeah a part of me kind of still wants to try i don't know a part of me there's a part of me that like still wants to try and go to some of these places like 
Because I feel like I'm not so much worried about the black thing, although I think I would get a lot of looks. I'm more worried about the gay thing. Although, yeah, obviously, there's still there's still gay life there. There are gay nightclubs. There are gay people. They, but I heard, people like... are protesting, but they it, get... Yeah. It's hard out there. It's hard out there. Because I heard, like, in Moscow and St. Petersburg, Russia, like, people have gotten bashed coming out of, like, the one or two gay clubs in town. I or... mean, but the girls... But girls were getting bashed this year in New York, so it's like... Mm. This year? probably recently this year oh yeah this year yeah Yeah, there was a couple gay or like people um in new york um i think who were getting in like taxi or um ubers and lifts and getting attacked by their drivers and that was a big story too um but i'll still take miss russia over some of the middle east i hate to say it like because i'm not getting hung i'm not getting hung for the no d girl i'm not getting you know because like oh here she go well, you would take the Middle East over Russia? Uh, I think I would, actually. You would do a Dubai? I would do, do a, a Dubai. You do a little low-key Dubai yeah. relationship? But I would go to Dubai with the trade. I would go with, like, my brothers or something. Like, I wouldn't go with, with another queen. Like, that's what mm-hmm. I always said. Like, you and me couldn't go to Dubai together and Kiki. Like, I would go with my, my, my hetero brothers and we would go and hang, and hang out. Because I would be too scared to go there with the queen. But I would go there. I wouldn't go to Russia because I'm scared of both the anti-gay thing and anti-black thing. And I've someone I've always wanted to go to like Russia, especially Saint Petersburg, because it's supposed to be one of the most beautiful cities like in the world. Oh yes. And but I wouldn't go because they're like also like they're it's that they're known like there's some race tea too. It's not just a gay mm. thing. And I think the combination is too dangerous for me. I think I could handle the gay thing as long as I'm traveling with trade. Like so, you don't think in Dubai or parts of the Middle East you deal with the racing as much? I don't think so because I feel like they have. So, well, girls, first off, like, them girls is the same color as me. Like, they're looking like... <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That's true. You might be like, yo, what's up, my brother? I always want to... No, I don't want to be a cultural appropriation girl, but I've always wanted to put on one of those head wraps and the gowns, because I know I could pass... I know a girl told me she, just to see, just to see, a try girl to pick up t- some trade. Because uh, I've been, I've been mistaken for Middle Eastern many times. I live in uh, Detroit, yeah, especially in Detroit. There's a big Middle East, big um, Middle Eastern. Oh my god, those trades are so fine. I've, I've <laughs> run through that community. I've run through them. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> no, not run. I've had a few, but yeah, I've, I've been um, integrated into that community in specific oh, ways. Okay, with some love that. I love to see it. Oh, oh my god. Oh so fine those men are so fine but i would i would yeah i feel like a girl told me one time she wanted if she wanted to get a bank loan she would put me in one of those outfits with her and take Stop me to it. the bank we're with not her. doing this <laughs> we're <laughs> take not me doing to the this. bank with her to so that i could play like a rich arab or something or a rich oh, middle east yeah but, i will say like to get a prince like that would be some that'd be tea oh like, my a gosh. bitch pulled up prince i mean he you might he might already have a wife but I mean, <laughs> on some Janet jackson tea bitch yeah but some of the cars that they're driving honey I'll, for some of the money they got that oil money i'll be okay being a third wife honestly it's fine I'll and take they it. they they are aggressive like they will dick you down too like they I mean, oh, I shouldn't generalize, <laughs> but like from from my that's what you were. Oh, I shouldn't generalize. For my, from my limited experiences, um, okay, it's, I've had it's some good D. Uh, yeah. Oh. Uh, so where else? So where? So so does that include Egypt? Like, would you? Yeah. Yeah. So where else, yes. girl? Um, I would. You know, Bali, Indonesia, actually is. You know, that's a Muslim country, and 
they have they've actually had some anti-gay issues there and uh, i didn't yes, realize yes that. i forgot that because i was definitely planning a vacation there and i, I was would like, love oh, to no, go there and give I, them my money and see i would go there with fish like i know fish who wants to go there and maybe i wouldn't girl go there don't you're not supposed queen. to give no tourist oh, yeah, dollars yeah, yeah, right. when they no yeah know, i can't go there. they, can't they go killing there. our sister folk I didn't know it was that. De- I didn't know it was that bad. But. I mean, I don't know the kid, but like, yeah, it's apparently it's getting bad. It's got. I feel like that's the thing when like you're looking for that scapegoat when things get bad, when the economy gets bad, when you're looking for someone to blame for a pandemic. Find the queens. Oh uh-huh. fuck her then. Fuck Bali then. No, I'm not going there. <laughs> fuck her. But you know, I you know, speaking of Middle Eastern tea, I've always been curious about Iran. Like we can't go there on some about. <laughs> Girl. On, some, on, on some American tea, but you know we might have another four years, girl. Don't play. <laughs> but Iran is like always so fascinating to me in pictures. I like the colors, like of like their like uh, architecture and like like the markets. And did it? Because you've been to know. Istanbul, you've been to Turkey. Yes. Does oh, it yeah. remind you of that, or is it different? I think I'm, it's I'm like maybe lumping a it little together. because I think Miss Turkey at the time when I went was like. You could go there and like, I think, I think like in Iran, because it's always been a little forbidden, it's also enticed me for that reason too. Cause like, oh. we can't go there really. Like, that goes, that, that fits into what my forbidden city is. What is that? Our country, Miss China. Oh, girl. I really like, and especially with Miss Hong Kong gone, but I really, cause I also watch some Chinese drama. No, but, um, some of those Chinese men look so fine, girl. I'm like, this whole country of billions. I just got to like, right? Billions? Wait, millions? Billions? billions? Wait, um, they have over a billion yeah, people. Billion. Yeah, like over a billion people. 1.3, maybe? Yeah, sorry. 1.3 billion One, Yeah, over a billion, not billions. Okay. Um, Girl, I just feel like some of those Chinese men just look so fine. Yeah. I just, I don't want to get kidnapped, though, or get thrown in no jail you for sleeping get, with some officer no. or soldier. Because because actually gay, there are gay rights in China, oddly. Or like, there's it's not illegal to there be gay are. I mean, because I think that she thinks there's like a gay, there's a there's an app. Like, they have like their own yes. app. Um, and there's gay nightlife. There's gay night. Well, is it, Grindr is a Chinese app, isn't she, you know? Not anymore okay, because okay. everybody was, especially under Trump, all the girls were like, no. Yeah. The same way TikTok is getting some yeah. looks. They're like, all right, girl. So now she's um, a hetero. I think a hetero white man. Oh, okay. Well, some, I don't, some, she's got that's some hetero good. That's team. one less Chinese app on my phone. I mean, that's, that's something. Good. I, wish it was a, I wish it was a queen. I wish queens. Me too. You know, but, but as long as I'll she's not Chinese, as long as she's not from a Chinese app. Like yeah. Chinese American would be cute, but China, no, I don't, I don't want to. No, so you're not, so you're not, you're not, you're not coming well, with me. I've been to Hong Kong, and let me tell you, the men That's were not China. there were some, <laughs> but the men are ethnically like Chinese Cantonese, and they were so fine. There were so I saw so many fine men in Hong Kong. Like even the doorman at my hotel, like I was staying at the Four Seasons, which was really cute on some fancy tea. And the doorman was so fine. I was giving him tips. And you're not supposed to give <laughs> tips over there. And the person uh-huh. I went with, she was reprimanding me. She was like, girl, you can't give no tips over here. That's We don't do that here. And I was like, oh, girl, but that man is so fine. I got to give him a tip. And I was giving him a tip. Every- <laughs> he was so fine. But there were so many fine. But the, so gra- right. the valedictorian at my high school was also Cantonese. Like, he was from Hong Kong. And he was so fine too, and I just so maybe Hong Kong, but I actually feel like they're the browner, real... they're browner Chinese, and it's so they're oh. so sexy. 
so, so the real one that I think would be real realistic is Miss Taiwan because she's got oh. she's the first country in the e, in that part of the world to have LGBT rights. She's like Taipei's kind of cosmopolitan. I think she'd be she wouldn't be as anti-black either. Like she could be a cute look. She could be cute, um, and you feature her. Yeah. You feature Taiwan. I do. I mean, because that might be the closest I could get to China. <laughs> you know where I would go, where being gay is technically legal, and yet they still have like gay clubs and stuff. Is I would go to Singapore. I like. I didn't know she was illegal in Singapore. Like illegal, like you get a whip. Well, what kind of it illegal? used to What's be, but like now it's not even really enforced. So like, there's gay clubs. Okay. There's like, but so, there's technically still something on the books. Something technically it. is on the books there. But I would go. Mm-hmm. I've been because ever since Crazy Rich Asians came out, like I gotta. I want to see her in person. I do. That's like, fair. I gotta see her, even though she might have some anti-gay stuff I mean, on but, the books. Technically, but the tea is for a lot. Of, like even Miss Thailand, who's you know they got the trans girls they are super you see you go there and you think oh this is super lgbt friendly marriage only now i mentioned it a couple uh episodes ago only now has marriage been a thing that they're putting forward like they don't have a lot of lgbt rights so i think that's just that dream for a lot of those cultures they just don't she's not they're not always featuring us in the same way as like the middle east because she's always been so. pro is, she's always given that sense of being pro LGBT for a long or, time. But maybe it's kind of like the Philippines, where it's like pro trans, like pro a certain like fitting into the paradigm. Like if you're gonna transition or something like that, but still to be like, you know, I'm still having like a kind of man, man and woman relationship. Yeah. But, I think a lot of I don't Latin America is like outside that because a lot of a Latin lot of, American places like gay marriage isn't technically legal, or or wasn't or wasn't legal until recently, very recently. But like they've always tolerated. LGBT community, but it's mm. kind of but they always have they have the machismo thing going on. Yeah, I was thinking dudes on their side. I was mm. thinking like you want to get rid of the Instagram girls now, girl. Like tell them we gotta go, and then I don't know what do you want to do, girl. Yeah, girl. I mean, I, we're only going a little bit longer. <laughs> 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 you yeah, girl. But yeah, we gotta say bye to y'all for now. Um, but yeah. Okay, bye Instagram girls. Bye girl. Check us out if you want the full tea. You got to check us out on you know your podcast platform of choice: uh, Apple Podcasts, Miss Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. But yeah, but like just kind of thinking of like in terms of um yeah, I think also too we haven't really talked about like the African like a lot of African countries. You've been to South Africa, and that's the only yeah that's the only one. but I and she's more gay friendly in theory, right? She's the most gay friendly of them, but she's also the one that was you know colonized and is the most well now. I mean, but she was very white in a way, um, still in some ways. But yeah, because we know we know gay girls who've been to Kenya and Nigeria and countries we wouldn't go. And to. I think that's where like Nigeria would be it. Like, I think some Nigerian men, girl. Oh man. Oh my that's god. That's where a husband, bitch. But they do not feature. They us. don't feature us, us as queens. Yeah, as queens. <laughs> and so I wouldn't fuck with her. I also hear like she's not really tourist friendly, Miss Nigeria. Like she's not really like. Well, I tourist one of my girlfriends. One of my girlfriends, one of my fish friends, she was telling me how she went there just on some regular tea and they had to hire some security because it's just a thing where like people will just kidnap you or just like take stuff and try and ransom you. Like it's just, and you yeah. have to like pay off, the, you had to, but it's like you had to pay off the police. You got to pay off security. Like it's just a whole thing. And I'm like, I don't have time for all that. Like y'all, not, I'm not about to go try and give y'all my tourist dollars and I got to pay off the like security. I got to pay off their like, 
their version of the TSA to even get into the country. Like, fuck that bullshit. Like, there's too many other places to go around the crazy, world. Because that's like, there's so many rich Nigerians. Like, that it's like the security situation is that bad in a country where there's like, yeah. Well, a because there's, I mean, but people. that's also in South Africa too. Is that, there's just that huge. Um, disparity in wealth disparity like Like that messed me up with parts of johannesburg where you would see these compounds and like or even like when we stayed in like a nice four seasons and there's an armed guard at the front of it but and then you go a little bit out and they're like these shacks like these you know shanty towns so it's like that it's why that's so necessary. Jamaica, Jamaica gives that kind of tea, too. I, like, I'll never go back there. I went mm. there with family, but I'll never go back to Miss Jamaica. But, oh, yeah. There's a there's a dude that we went to school with who's... Oh, my God. He was tea. so oh. fine. Oh, he wait, was in your, talking about, oh, wait. He was in your class, right? Yes, yes. Because oh there's another Jamaican that we know who's fine for a different reason. Like, they're almost different ends of the spectrum because oh. one's super dark-skinned. Oh, yes. I shouldn't be talking about Should I oh, talk about him? Okay. Okay. <laughs> Um, he's your class, right? Very okay. So, tall, so the one lanky. I was already talking about is my class. He's tall. He's beefy. Yes. I think there's something yes. there. Oh Pardon me. God, I, mean, so I should check in on him. I should see Ooh. how he's doing during the corona. Because so I felt funny. like oh, he there was. I feel like there was something there. He's quirky. He was a lot of work. He was. But he used to be like he used to be checking in. Be like, hey, boo, how you doing? And I was like, hetero's not supposed to be talking to me like this. What you doing? And you Jamaican hetero. What you doing? Yeah. He was Jamaican so. for real. Like from like he grew oh, up yes, in that Jamaica. Accent. Oh yeah. man. So but not he was like, a lot of work. Yeah, that we was, were close. I don't, he was so fine. He was so bright. I don't know that he's so. But fine. But he's like super, super chocolate. Like super, super dark too, and just beautiful. Oh. Like oh wait, skin. wait. Are you talking about my the dude from my class? Yeah, he's in your class. Oh, but maybe we're my no my uh, my dude is light skin. So oh, that like one too. Yellow. That one too. Oh, that, that one, one is too. super dark skin. No, that's not my class. He that's is? the one. He's older than me. No, girl. There's okay. We'll talk offline. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so there's one in your class. He's definitely 08. I He's definitely your class, girl. Anyway, so... Um, Why you got to put my class out there like oh, that? Nobody bad. asked for all that. I do that. <laughs> just kidding. I'm just well, kidding. Well, girl, I'm a, year, I'm a year older than you, bitch. So, like... I'm kidding. But anyway, but, like, yeah. But I, like... I, I think Ghana and, like, Senegal, like, maybe... I don't know how anti-gay they are. I'm sure they are, but... I mean, Ghana... They, their security situation is better. Whole... Their security situation is better yeah, than Nigeria. Yeah. Right? And even Kenya, probably. Even more so than, like, East Africa, I would say. Yeah. And, I mean, some of them, I think, are... If they're not anti they're just not i mean some of this being like they're just not here for either way they're like neither way they just don't probably i don't know so it's hard it's hard to figure it i think for the most part you just assume that most of them aren't really friendly like most i think is it mauritius or mozambique one of them is i think it's which one i think it's mozambique yeah mozambique. one's pro lgbt mozambique like, mozambique yeah I think mozambique uh, yeah, I think they have LGBT rights. I think they do. And I think one of them, one of them was recently thinking about taking it up, or like not even taking it up. It's like getting rid of the laws that most of that shit's like from the Europeans. I wonder if it was Angola. I wonder if it was Angola. I think it was. Was it them? Girl, we I don't know see. these countries. We just like talking on our stop it, stop it. Now. But we're trying. We're trying. Um. But yeah, there's so these are some places like because we actually had a travel episode where we say we want to where we want to go after Corona, but this is like. What are these places like we don't even know if we could go even after Corona, but like maybe someday, mm. maybe someday yeah. in the future. But yeah, I feel like someday. I do want to go to Dubai one day. I do. but So you've never been to Dubai? No, no. I've never mm. been to Dubai. I do want to go one day, but I think my brothers and I, I think that'll be a trip for us. If you go, would you step out? 
I Did don't you try and find some trade? So. No. I don't. See? But my, they, part, my thing is like, why am I going to go if I can't taste the cuisine? <laughs> <laughs> because I think, because I heard those girls over there, those government girls, they set they set you up on the app. Like, they are like, there's de- they put decoys on the app and then they arrest you. So I wouldn't. Oh, but I'm, no, don't step up like that, girl. Just show up at like, well, some of them. But they know, might have decoys in person too. You never it, know. Oh, yeah, I have heard that too. They have I that have in person. Oh, girl, no. That's just so much work. You know, I'm a lazy girl. I'll That's like, why I would go cop? with my brothers and we would just like do like trade stuff. You know, and like go to the yeah. desert and ride ATVs and shit like that. Like we would And that's that why I'm going to go to Miss Taiwan or go somewhere else. Because, you know, it'd be nice. But, you know, if I'm not, if you don't really want me here, honey, there's too many other places I can that's go. True. I don't have to be there. So. That's true. <sighs> so anyway, um, that's our Judy segment for the week. So we just have one. Uh, so we're going to stop through listener mail real quick. Um, any questions, comments, stories, um, you can write to us at askthem, A-S-K-T-H-E-M, at twosafequeens.com. You can also leave us a message at 323-438-2827. So we have one listener mail this week from Jordan, so we know, who um, loves my voice. Thank you, boo. Uh <laughs> Um, and Jordan just wanted to, um, kind of, it's not a correction, but just a little bit giving your history teacher a little bit of props about Lincoln. Um, there's a article that I'll put in the show notes from the nations from a couple years back where it talks about how, um, Lincoln was responsible for one of the worst mass executions in U.S. history. So in 1862, um, there were 38 Dakota Indians who were hung in Minnesota oh my God. Uh, on the orders of President Lincoln. So their crime was killing 490 white settlers, including women and children. So this is part of an uprising that was led by the Sioux. Um, and apparently uh, when they first got captured, um, there were three, there were, um, they captured 2,000 of them and 300 of them were sentenced to death. Um, oh and Lincoln ultimately commuted 265 of their sentences so that's why there was only the wait this that math's not working out <laughs> but anyway he commuted most of their sentences but only 38 were the ones who ultimately got hung um so he commuted most of them but again still not a great look and even the people that ultimately weren't even at fault because part of the reason that they had gone and attacked these settlers because they were starving to death that like you know, white people at that time did. They had gone back on their promises of their agreements for, you know, to respect their land and get them food and some of their um, agreements to work together and gone back on that, even saying that the those Native Americans just eat grass. It was one of the, so, what, one of the generals at the time, um, one of the, what he said about them. Um, and ultimately their lands um, for the Sioux and the Winnebago were, um, they were moved from their lands. Um, but of course the key, the top level note about this was him kind of letting those people get murdered, but, and kind of opposing that is the fact that no Confederate, except for one general, I think, who, um, I think, um, he was a commander who on the base of war crimes was, um, killed, but no other, no one else from the Confederacy was killed for their rebellion. And that killed more than 400,000 Union soldiers. So just as a kind of comparison there. Yeah, so they didn't kill the real traitors, but they killed Native Americans, like, just Mm -hmm. for being hungry. So... 
Uh, it's a really interesting article. Um, yeah, I think it's worth. It's not. It's not super long, but it's worth um, checking out. Um, yeah, girl, there's yeah. a lot of history there. Thank you um, for that, girl. That's the PhD girl, so she knows some tea too. <laughs> yeah, that's up because yeah. we're bachelor degree girls, and that's yeah, that's a PhD yeah, girl. Yeah, she knows yeah, a lot. Yeah, me and her. Although I, I speak, I speak better French than that girl, but yeah. But other than that, wow. she's, she's a smart girl. <laughs> She's a smart girl. Do you still, girl? You ain't been in a well, I don't know. You still yeah. got it? But her, <laughs> French used, her French used to be, like, her accent was a little off back in the day. But she might have, you know, it might have gotten a lot better over time. And whereas oh mine God. has gotten worse. So, because me, yeah, me and her used to try to kiki. Um, French. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, On that shady note, uh, I think uh, we can start wrapping up the show. So, it's time for our thoughts and prayers. Um, I don't have any thoughts this week. It's so much going on my prayers are for a democracy <laughs> like, like i'm just praying for you to hold on tight girl like i don't know sis just hold on bitch hold on miss liberty hold on miss freedom <laughs> um and then i guess i'll just give a special shout out to um happy birthday to my boo l2 my bestie my brother my sister my mother <laughs> um so just leave that there. Yeah. Girl. What about you, girl? What you got? Ooh, you got any thoughts and prayers? Any thoughts and prayers, girl? I just I want to pray for. Uh, oh, girl! I didn't really prepare for this part. <laughs> no, it's okay. But you know, but yeah, I think because like I feel like I was really moved by not necessarily thought and prayer, but I was really moved by seeing you know Congressman John Lewis's body uh, go across the Edmund Pettus Bridge again mm. this past weekend. Mm. I know he was mm. in my thoughts and prayers last week, but just like that was such a powerful moment. And I'm just really, I just want to say, I, w- I, I want to put some thoughts and prayers out to his family because he did have a mm. family. We're all mourning his loss as a conscious of this country and Congress, but like for his family too, I really want to, because that was so powerful. I couldn't imagine mm. like, you know, watching that as a member of his family and taking that mm. in, that had to be really touching Ooh. and really emotional. So Yeah. But he lived a good life. Mm-hmm. He did. got in some good trouble. Good trouble. Uh, Amen. Mm. So that's our show, folks. Um, I definitely did not. My goal was to keep this shit under an hour, and it did not fucking happen. So I'm going to wrap this up like fire. Um, Follow us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Two Safe Queens. Don't forget to rate us and review us on the preferred podcast platform of your choice. Helps get the podcast in front of more people. Um, I hope y'all stay safe and healthy and saved out there. Um, especially mentally, because it is a lot to take in to both be conscious of what's going on, but also not to let it make you depressed. And I don't know, just hang on, y'all. Hang on. We're going to make it through, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> With that, <laughs> we'll see you next week. Miss Devereaux, do you have a final word? Yeah, only suck rubber. Only suck rubber during the, <laughs> the pandemic and make him wear a mask. Make sure he wear a mask, okay? Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>